Hi everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. <laughs> this is the show where we take a K drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Except this is the 100th episode. We made it to 100. What the heck? Congratulations, Raquel. Congratulations, Emily. Thank you. We did it. We did a thing. How surreal. I know. I. I feel pretty proud of us. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't know if I'm allowed to necessarily feel like super proud in the sense that all we've been doing is talking into a microphone for a couple of years now, you know? But at the same time, we've done it with more persistence than many. So, <laughs> pat ourselves on the back. Pat ourselves on the back. We've gotten better at talking into the microphones. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't... I You... You... We're always great at it and have gotten better. <laughs> I think I just plateaued at some point, but I think I improved, so. I think we've both improved. I think also, I'm just, like you said, it was a, a battle of persistence more than anything. I don't think we've gotten that much better at podcasting. I think we've just kept doing it. Nobody's asked for it. Maybe nobody wanted it, but we're just, we're still doing it. We're still we're here still and that it. makes us podcasters. We're we are so persistent, I, which is something that I personally really admire about us. Um, but one thing I do wonder pretty frequently is if we would have kept up with it this long if we lived in the same place. I think we would have, but it probably would have looked really different. Yeah, like, this right? probably would be a different podcast. But um, the way I almost never talk about this podcast to like people in my life, you know? Same. Just because I never talk about K-dramas to people yeah. in my life. Because I think that M and I are both under the assumption that we are the only people in our lives that watch K-dramas, and that's why we actually started the podcast, so that we could talk about them with each other and more people. But uh, whenever I talk about the podcast, uh, it's definitely my favorite thing I do. Like, it's my creative outlet, it's super fun, and I get to hang out with my best friend doing it. And that's kind of what I talk about with other people when they're like, oh, you have a podcast. And they say, oh, yeah, I get to do it with my best friend. She lives in Japan. She moved there a few years ago. And it's the best thing in the world because we see each other at least once a week, usually a couple of times a week, and we get to just talk to each other. And it's been the best way in the world to keep not just in touch, but a really constant dialogue. It's amazing. Yeah. And I know that maybe it's kind of a bummer, low-key, to say this, but I feel like adult friendships require so much work. Mm -hmm. And they genuinely, I'm so grateful that we've put forth this effort and had and created this structure of like, okay, this day of the week is the day that I call Raquel. And yeah, we're going to record for like an hour, but we'll probably on be on the phone together for like four four hours we pretty much cannot get off the phone once we start talking <laughs> but it's like i don't have that with any other friends because it's so easy to get separated and then just kind of not keep in touch and yeah i think we're still friends i think it hasn't ruined any friendships to to lose touch with people but it does require some sort of effort to really nurture a friendship and I think I'm really grateful that this podcast has been like a part of that to be like you've got to call Raquel every week and like I rearrange my schedule so I can do that and it makes me so happy because obviously 
our friendship is just the best and i love it and i love talking to you but i'm glad that it's also a little bit of a job and i'm like i have to as well i have to maintain our friendship like frick yeah yeah. i also feel like people for whatever reason really respect that you know when i say oh i'm gonna do a phone call with a friend people kind of want me to reschedule it (laughs) There's something else going on, but if I say, no, I'm recording my podcast, it's my hobby, it's my thing I do, Emily's counting on me, mm-hmm. then I fi- I get, you know, there's that level of, oh, yes, indeed, someone is counting on you. <laughs> You're not wrong, which for me, I'm such a yes girl to an exhausting level, which is to say if someone asks me to do something, I'm gonna 100% do it. So if someone was like, hey, do you want to go bowling instead of doing this phone call, I would probably reschedule a lot. I'm not, I'm obsessed with you. So there's no way that I would, you know, like not be calling, but, but also, you know, we're free to do things, that. Yeah. But with the podcast, I can be like, Oh, you know what? For once, I'm not going to be a yes girl because this is my <laughs> thing. This is what I do. This is what I love doing. So I'm going to do this instead. It actually has been freeing because even though I'm a yes girl, I'm also an introvert and I start to get bummed when I have too many plans. And I like that I get to like stay home and watch K-dramas and then talk to you, the <laughs> only person that I ever want to talk to. That's fair. Like both our phone call and the K-dramas where you're like, sorry, I have to work tonight. I have to, like, I can't explain what I'm doing. It is definitely just watching TV, but... <laughs> It's low-key work for my podcast that I somewhat get paid for, so sorry I can't do the social thing. I say this like I know. I just assume this is all for you. You're the one with a friend out, (laughs) or with, like, a life outside of the podcast. Um, Sort of. Sounds rough, but you're doing great. Um, I'm very good at making adult friendships, um... The maintenance is very hard, especially when you have 800 friends. How did I end up like this? You make friends very easily. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's that thing where initially meeting me, I am a likable person. It's the (laughs) long term that things start to get rough. Raquel, no self-deprecation on our 100th episode. Okay, You are perfect and people like you. And that is clear and evident by the (laughs) amount of friends you have. So many. So many. You have so many friends, and I'm glad that I'm number one, and I forced myself into that position with this podcast. It's so funny you feel that way. I think that our friendship is similar to how we think about each other as far as being funny as well, where in my mind, I forced myself into your uh, into being a friend with you uh, in a very weird way where I've inserted myself into your relationship with your husband. I feel like you were there first. You had the territory. <laughs> so, like, I don't blame you. He's great. Um, I don't feel that way. I feel like it's very magical that we became friends. Definitely through knowing Jason. Mm-hmm. We knew each other very well. And we got, like, to be fairly good friends. But it's crazy. I feel like this podcast has let us go to, like, the next level. And like I said, it has kept us in touch through these, like, big changes in our lives. That I think we've grown so much as people and the the maintaining of like keeping in touch and staying friends has helped us, you know, reach so many, so many new heights with our friendship. It's crazy. Yeah. Now we're just the same person. We've meshed into one. (laughs) I don't know if that's good for our podcast. I mean, I do think we're the best person, 
But, mm-hmm. like, maybe somebody wanted two different hosts. I mean, honestly, together as one, we are so much more than we are as individuals. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We're both <laughs> half a person, which is why it was so easy to become one full person together. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. I feel really lucky that my best friend brought me my other best friend, so it just really worked out. It really worked out. What a freaking joy. Life's funny. I'm so grateful for this. Um, I'm so grateful that people listen to our podcast. We joke and we do pretend in our minds that nobody listens to our podcast because that's so much easier on our anxiety as introverts Mm -hmm. and creative people to think like, yes, I'm creating, but nobody's on the receiving end. So it really doesn't matter what we say or do, but I don't want to sell short how much I appreciate that people actually listen to this. Thank you, thank you, thank you for eternity so much for listening to our podcast. It's so funny because we definitely like, uh, I think we've talked about it kind of in a joking tone, or maybe the sincerity really has come across like when we talk about people writing us emails and how some people have in the past. It it has (laughs) been known to happen. On occasion, people have written us emails or tweeted at us or, uh, like, messaged us on Twitter or, I don't know, there's a million ways to get in contact with us. We talk about it every episode. But I, I still remember the name of the first person who uh, who email, emailed us. I think about her all the time because it was such a big moment for me to feel like, first of all, we weren't shouting into the void. And second of all, like... um I made a lot of jokes just now about being exhausted by the amount of friends that I have, but I genuinely, I do love to talk to people about things that we love in common, and um, it was such a thrill to get that first email, but it's interesting, every subsequent email that we've gotten has, it never wears off. I never get, it makes my whole week, like I I drop what I'm doing when I see the notification come in and wherever I'm at, I'm reading that email and I'm beaming just like ear to ear grin. Cause I'm such a ham for stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Uh, I'm such a ham. First of all, for attention, obviously I have a <laughs> podcast. So, um, definitely that. Thank you for all of the attention, but also just like, I don't know, for the connection and getting to hear a little bit from each and every one of you that have written in it's or tweeted at us or, or talked to us. Or, um, we also, I feel like we've made at least one genuine friend specifically because of this podcast and getting to be friends with that person is the best thing in the world as well. And I don't know. It's magical. It's absolutely magical that y'all are listening and that you're here and that we get to be here and talking with you to you about K-dramas, which are amazing. (laughs) Yeah, we appreciate it so, so much because, yeah, we could do this every day forever and it would be fine just talking to each other. But it yeah (laughs) blows my freaking mind that other people are interested and we could make even more friends from this. Wow. Surreal. Mm -hmm. Um... How's your relationship with K-dramas developed in the past, what, three years now? It's almost been three years. It's been three freaking years. It's really funny because 
Oh man, I feel like we for sure talked about this in our intro episode a little bit, but I remember when you mentioned uh, that you watch K-dramas. I think it actually came up. We both were kind of into reading like comics online a little bit. And at the time, I feel like I was living with Annie, your sister. We have all, everyone in my family and like freaking, so everyone in Emily's family, I've just forced my way into their lives as well. Cause I was roommates with Emily's husband in my first apartment and then his cousin. And then, um, when we moved to our next apartment, it was I moved in with Emily's sister. So I've lived with all of Emily's uh, closest family members just about. Next is Max. What's up, Max? You looking for a roommate? <laughs> I'm hanging out um, with my brother anytime soon. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I feel like I was living with Annie and um, I was kind of trying to like, I don't know, trying to sounds wrong because it sounds like it was an effort, but I was... I was kind of getting into stuff that she does, like reading. She reads more than any person I know. It's weird. Not in, like, a bad way. Just in, like, a how-is-it-possible-to-read-that-much kind of way. Very, very yeah. proud of her. I've always wanted to be her. In yeah, way. I wish that I read as much as she does, because she's one of the most well-read people probably on this planet. Um, She... I, so I was getting into stuff like that with Annie and, and taking recommendations of stuff. Um, and I remember somehow it came up that you had been watching K-dramas. And at the time, I didn't ask for a recommendation. Um, that came a little bit later. You don't have to. I probably just gave you one. <laughs> no, I like I can't even remember what you said you were watching at the time. I feel like it was Cheese in the Trap, though, because we had been talking about webcomics. So, yeah. Um, and that was, like, the last I heard of it. And then, like, a year later, I just, we, you and I were working out a lot. Um, and I started doing that same thing I kind of did with Annie, where I just start getting into, like, whatever my friend is into that I, I'm, I want to know what they're up to. Like, I'm, I'm interested in their hobbies. And, uh, you know, what that one guy who wrote that book, so, who is that guy? Get interested in other people. I don't know. I don't know that uh, book. That sounds... Make friends and influence people yeah i'm pretty sure that's it but that's not what i like that's not the intention they were all my friends first um but i just like to get into what my friends are into i guess um and i remember uh asking you what a great k-drama to start with was and so we watched w together like we worked out that morning i think and then we went back to your apartment yours and jason's apartment and um watched the first episode of w and i remember uh, the comments were on on Vicky, and it spoiled the ending. I I still remember. I remember my first K drama I watched, um, and I remember the ending. Like someone wrote what the ending was in this uh, in the Vicky comments that pop up. So I've never turned those on ever since. Oh, um, they're so fun when they're not spoilery. Yeah, I know. I just don't. I have trust issues now for yeah, sure. You already have eight hundred friends. You don't need more. I use Vicky comments to pretend I have more friends than I do. It's great. It works. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. All my friends are so um, funny. And, and since then, I've watched a lot of dramas, K-dramas, and I've loved probably each one more than the last. Sometimes it feels like there are a few that were kind of duds, you know? They were a battle to get through. So for you, Chicago typewriter, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, sorry. Y'all, if you've listened to our episodes on Chicago typewriter, you better know we tried. 
you better believe it and it's so weird everyone on twitter is so obsessed with it they're like top three all-time best k-dramas and i get it the story was there literally it just i could not with chicago typewriter i'm sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> why why is that i don't know i shouldn't have brought it yeah. up go listen to our episodes on chicago typewriter if you haven't you'll know exactly how we feel and why <laughs> we, we state our case okay <laughs> Yeah, they've been hit and miss, but I'd mm-hmm. say 99% hits. I say that knowing that I start a K-drama like every week and I get two episodes in and then I drop it just out of sheer <laughs> laziness and having too many dramas to watch. Like, they're all I mean, great. I love them so much. You've got to be kind of choosy. I feel like I ended up really choosy when I've watched very few K-dramas outside of doing the podcast with you. Mm. I've watched a couple. Uh, My Love from the Star... And um, because this is my first life or two, if you're subscribed to our Patreon, I go into a lot of detail about how I felt about each of those um, in blog posts. But yeah, those are the only two that I've watched outside of us doing this. Am I even an expert? Am I even (laughs) a K-drama lover? Just kidding. I'm so subscribed to this whole life. Yeah, we're working on it. I don't think either of us are experts, nor will we ever be, but... Mm -hmm. We're, we love the thing that we do. We love watching dramas, and we love talking about them. And I think the more we do it, the m- better we get at it. So, like, we're on the right track. Yeah. How did you first get into K-dramas? Tell me about your love for K-dramas. My love for K-dramas. Like you said, I think it started with webtoons. I read Cheese in the Trap for, like, eight hours straight or something. There's a lot of chapters <laughs> of that. Um, and then I needed more because eight hours in... And I caught up with all the updates. And that was it. That was, I needed so much more. Like, I was only halfway through the comic. I was nowhere near the end. I don't even know if it's near the end now, three years later. It's the longest running comic in the entire world. And I can say that with confidence and the assurity, (laughs) the authority that is required. Um, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But, um, so I watched the drama cheese in the trap i found out it had been made into a show and i don't mind subtitles i can read so i watched the show i wasn't crazy about it it's actually one of the dramas that i didn't really care for but it was my first so obviously it did the trick it got me hooked i think then my husband and i started watching dramas on netflix and they only had a few at the time oh thank god that's changed yeah thank god that's changed They had the weird ones, which was, like, perfect for us. I don't think my husband would have watched W with me, or I remember really early watching uh, Legend of the Blue Sea. He would have not been into that. Those are very (laughs) romantic. So we watched The Sound of Your Heart. Oh, I remember watching that, some of that with you guys. I haven't seen it all, though. You should watch. It's so weird. I love it so much. (laughs) It's not like a regular... I don't know. We watch romance dramas pretty exclusively, mm-hmm. and it's not like those at all. Very weird comedy. We loved it so much. And then we watched, God, what is it called? It was the, the drama with Astro. You, oh, Jason I remember and I. watching that. You and me and Jason eating. We went and picked up um, like takeout for dinner one night. And went back to your apartment and just blitzed through, like, five episodes. And it's pretty much Hannah Montana, but with Astro. (laughs) 
And it's very short. It was a time travel one. They go back in time. Yeah. Oh, man. It's time travel. It's not double life like Hannah Montana. It's time travel. Yeah. It's very convoluted. It's wild. It was such a ride. And it was so cute. And we've never stopped being fans of Astro. They're so good. Good boys. Yeah, they're such good boys. I do think that probably that is where the singular place where my love for them could have been born, which is not to say that they're not great, but uh, ironically starting a weird teenage show about these teenage boys time traveling and only half of them know that it's happening <laughs> and the other, it's so wild there's these girls i don't know who those girls are to this day <laughs> they were just there but i feel like i wonder if we rewatched it if it would make so much more sense i would love to have a video of us in college watching that for the first time and all our reactions i remember just a lot of the cultural stuff that we were like, that's so bizarre, like, what is happening? And now it's so normal. I think one big one was, um, they were, like, sitting really close. They were, like, snuggling up to each other. A bunch of high school boys just snuggling up, and we were like, that's really not common in America. No, it's, like, anti-American culture in the best way, honestly, because I'm real way. sick of toxic masculinity, <laughs> but we can get into my grandstanding about that another day. But we were so shocked by it at the time, and wow, what a delight mm -hmm. to, like, have come so far and to understand so much more about the great big world and the, all the different cultures out here, out here, I say having traveled to one country before <laughs> but i watch k-dramas so i'm pretty well traveled um no i mean <laughs> I've been to in Japan. my mind it's all i've got going truly <laughs> i live in a small town in southern utah right now i'm in a transitional phase in my life trying to figure some stuff out you know and all I have is K-dramas and uh, travel by proxy, you know? They open your mind. Mm -hmm. Just keep watching. So yeah, I guess it, it feels like I've grown a lot. But I don't know, it's, it's weird because I think we started this podcast just a couple months before I moved to Japan. Mm -hmm. So it's weird to go, like, to try and track my journey with K-dramas and our podcast and try and, like, separate that from all the changes that I've been through as a person living abroad. It's like, there's there's no way to do that. There's no way to be like, I changed in this way because of K-dramas. <laughs> like, I don't freaking know. K-dramas so have really many changed. Ways. But, I don't know. I go through a lot of different phases with K-dramas, mostly with, like, my watching schedule, where I feel like I will start six k-dramas all at once and sometimes i will spend a weekend just binging a drama and sometimes it just feels like i can't get enough and then i go through phases like this right now where i don't watch anything outside of what we're watching for our podcast but my yeah, love for them has never stopped <laughs> i definitely do that though like which is to say only watch for the podcast and sometimes it does kind of discourage me from like binge watching shows because i de i binge watched a lot of um i was more open to binge watching kate dramas before we started the podcast and now i'm like nope gotta save them gotta save them all i have oh, to no. be doing this for the next 30 years you know <laughs> so three down uh you know 27 to go i 
don't binge as much anymore. I don't binge K-dramas as often anymore because I think they're so emotional. Like, so many of them are not really, especially the romance ones, they're not as lighthearted and as fluffy as I want them to be. I binge a lot of Chinese dramas so that I can, like, watch our K-drama during the week. I watch the four episodes and I'm just crying and I'm happy and I'm sad and I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I have so many emotions and then I need a break and I can't watch another K-drama for that break because it's gonna be the same. Yeah, I mean, say what you want uh, about K-dramas, literally anyone, they have mastered the art of emotion, which is to say they are very dramatic in a way that I never really got into, or if I did, didn't appreciate on the same level as American television. I just... It's an art form. They are formatted in a different way, and the acting is delivered in a different way, but it's... They they do a very good job. They do a very good job. Like, I'm not trying to put down Chinese dramas or American dramas. Japanese dramas, I'll put you down a little bit. I'm sorry. I don't like you. (laughs) But, you know, the rest of the world is doing fine. They're making great TV, but, yeah, I'm just not as emotionally invested in it as I am korean dramas which is hard it makes it hard to like get into new korean dramas because i feel like it takes so much energy now to watch them it takes so much emotional energy to watch them you do have to commit you have to go into it knowing that you'll probably love a lot of the characters some of them even characters you're not supposed to love and then you'll feel really bereft when you don't get enough of those people and you'll feel really bereft when the drama ends and you don't have any of them in your life anymore and you get no more new content about these characters that you've become obsessed with and there aren't sequels, which I actually love. But, um, <laughs> God, I hate sequel culture. Um, yeah, I but don't it's know. It's gone just, forever. Yeah. Have you ever rewatched a drama? I have not. I have never rewatched. Uh, I guess W. I think when we recorded it, we were like, "This is the third time we've watched it." Yeah. Because I think I watched it alone, and then I watched it when I showed you, and then we were like, "Let's do a podcast about it." So we watched it again. So we watched it's it not again. the best one to rewatch, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's just not like there are groundbreaking dramas that I'm like, I should rewatch that. And there's Oh My mm-hmm. Venus, which I'm like, when I move home, we're going to watch that together because it's nostalgia. It represents, like, a part of our friendship that I'm excited to, like, return to of sitting in the same room and watching a drama together. That's probably mm-hmm. the last one we watched together before I left. It totally was. So that's, like, something for me. I don't think Oh My Venus was a groundbreaking drama either. But, like, wow, bold choice watching W three times. one that i really want to rewatch um i guess there's two and both of them are ones we didn't do for the podcast um i just wrote blog posts about them but because this was a or because this is my first life was a really big one for me um and i get way more into it in my blog post i don't want to spoil the blog post and get too far into it now but that one was a really personal drama for me Mm. that one really um i like sobbed when i watched because this is my first life early like um 
like episode three or something and they had already gotten me because it was so relatable for me specifically. I don't think that it's like across the board relatable for every person. Yeah, I thought it was Um, kind of a boring show. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I remember you telling me that and kind of being like, I guess I can see that. Uh, For me, I don't know. It was, yeah. I found the main character really relatable. I don't, I mean, every aspect of her life was very, very relatable to me. Um, Maybe not down to like specifics of what our careers are, but like how we feel about our careers or Mm -hmm. our lives up to this point was really good. And also like the friendships that she had where she had just extremely close friendships with these really complex characters. They, because this is my first life did better with secondary characters than most K dramas I've seen, like full development and character arcs for those people as people. Yeah. What's the other one you want to watch together? Oh, I should probably uh, watch My Love from the Star and actually finish it. Yeah, same. I don't think I've ever finished it. I think (laughs) I got like four episodes in, so I'm pretty darn sure I didn't finish it. It's really good. I know, and it's like famous for being really good. It's like a classic. Yeah. We should also watch Sky Castle sometime. That's also a classic. Who's in that one? I don't know, man. You really hit me with that right now? <laughs> really gonna drag me right here in front of my listeners? In front of my listeners? Oh, yeah, we were talking about rewatch, not watch. Um, I really need to rewatch Goblin. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like I said, it's in my mind as, like, the best drama ever created across the board. Just, like, number one, it's up there. So I really need to back that up, even just mm-hmm. to myself. I need Give to it another go. Why? Why is See it, it like this? Out. Yeah. I think it'll hold up. I think it'll hold up in the rewatch. It'll still I think be so good. Too. It was great the first time around. I can't imagine it being anything else the second time. Um, Goblin was interesting, too, because we did that for the podcast, and I've never gone back and listened to those episodes, but I think there's at least one where, um, probably more than one, that we recorded after I had jaw surgery, and uh, I couldn't talk like my jaw had been wired shut after the surgery for about three weeks two and a half three weeks and then after that it was just an exercise of trying to get my jaw to work like a jaw again and so i talked with my teeth clenched for a really long time and then probably like an an additional like two or three weeks and then like Finally, my jaw started to loosen up, but it was a long recovery. It was a six-month full recovery. And so I've never been able to go back and even listen to our episodes of Goblin, because I am actually very concerned that I would go back and I would hear my, like, clenched jaw voice and be horrified. (laughs) And you'd probably be the only one who could hear it, but that would probably bring you no comfort. Mm -mm. We'll re-record them someday, and we'll just... Put those put those episodes on the Patreon so you can listen to Raquel's pre and post surgery episodes behind a paywall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay to hear that low quality. <laughs> you have to pay to hear that low low quality <laughs> someday. Um, man, three years, Raquel. Three years, one hundred episodes, and I know the math doesn't work out with for sure now posting every week, but. I feel like we for sure just explained at least part of that, though, with yeah. my jaw surgery. Like, I was out for a while. Also, I don't know, we 
patted ourselves on the back a lot of being persistent, but when we started our podcast, we were not very consistent. No. So that's fine. I moved to Japan. Raquel had jaw surgery. Raquel moved to Washington. The fact that we even kept our podcast around during all of that is pretty darn impressive. Yeah, I'm going to keep those back pats and hold them in my heart forever. <laughs> those self back pats. Mm hmm. I'm proud of us. I'm really Me I'm too. really grateful for you, Raquel. I'm grateful for you too, Em. Thanks for being the funniest person I know and the best person I know and for doing this podcast with me. Thanks for being the funniest person alive and the best person alive and for doing <laughs> this podcast with me. Can I go ahead and one up me right now? <laughs> I am. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Weird place to end. A <laughs> competition face off. We never have to end. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep talking um, forever. <laughs> it's good. Welcome to our hundredth episode. It's six hours long. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, we have to start another podcast. That's what we're doing with our super fun experience as good, good podcasters is we're going to start more podcasts because why not? We really like this. Let's keep starting podcasts if you guys uh ever want to hear about the other mundane things we try and just connect over and make jokes about go ahead and just let us know and we'll for i mean i guess we can't say other mundane things because i do not think k-dramas are mundane and i yeah. actually don't think that the things that we are talking about are mundane i don't think anything i'm, I'm interested a in mundane. is very mundane yeah, yeah i as a person am mundane i am white bread <laughs> i am nothing <laughs> But the milkiest that milk I enjoy. toast. <laughs> That's me. That that is us. <laughs> but the things that we enjoy are very very good, and we will not bring them down. Yeah. Mm -mm. Um. We'll keep you updated on Twitter when we start new stuff and when our new projects get released. And if you have any other very unrelated interests as we do, then check us out. You're like, wow, they like this weird random thing. That I also like. I never would How have cool thought. How cool would it be to find that intersection of people, though, that uh, also love K-dramas and Dungeons and & Dragons? Maybe horror. And, and maybe, horror. Uh, um, destroying the patriarchy. Destroying the patriarchy and systemic racism and... You say systemic or systemic? So I say systemic. Is oh. that... I put... <laughs> is it not spelled with a double E? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i say it with a hard or like a is that a long e i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure that what you call that that e like a hard and soft g i'm like i don't know i know but the one's <laughs> one and one's the other but why is it that good is the hard g that doesn't make any sense so anyways i don't know what you call that kind of e yeah i guess Maybe I've never heard the word spoken aloud. Jason said a word the other day that was like that. We don't need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> One time, no, I actually won't get into the time that I roasted Jason on his pronunciation of something only to find out I was wrong and he was right. <laughs> it was grandiose, if you were wondering. He said grandiose. I always just dropped like the last four letters because... If it's French, then that's what you're supposed to do, and that's what I truly believed. I thought it was, like, uh, Grandois or something. I had never mm. heard it pronounced out loud. And then he said grandiose, and I was like, that can't be right. That sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, looked it up, and I was like, well, 
you gotta start finding out how words are said out loud and not just reading them in your head, Raquel. Jesus. It's, you know, apparently a never-ending thing. I do feel like a full-grown adult who sometimes... I mean, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we can go <laughs> off on that later. <laughs> but, uh, anyways... This is the true colors of play on K, this last five <laughs> minutes of chaos. <laughs> well, we can't hold it together the whole time. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't read the play on K way. Um, we have an Instagram now. Please go follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We have a Twitter. Tell us happy birthday. Tell us Tell happy, happy birthday. 100th birthday. <laughs> That's how birthdays work, is episodically Episodic? and not by yeah. years. Yeah, you can tell us happy third birthday. That's January. July, no, June, I got it. I got it, I'm an English teacher. I know the J months. June 26th? 6th, I, I think. Maybe 28th. 99% sure it's June 26th. Tell us happy birthday. Three years old. Tell us happy birthday. Babies. Babies. Three years, 27 to go. Whoop, whoop. We'll leave all the places you can reach us in the description. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, but as we said at the beginning of the episode, we freaking love to hear from you. It actually, I don't know how long the emails take to write. Actually, I take a minute to write emails. But uh, wh- however long it takes you, we'll say 10 minutes. We'll average it out. Your 10 minutes is my week of happiness and maybe a forever friendship, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you feel compelled at all to write us, just know that we would 100% love to hear from you. It brings our hearts so much joy. So if you feel it, say hi. We'd appreciate it forever. Thank you so much for listening for the past 99 episodes. Oh my god, thank you so much. Even if you've only listened to this episode and you're like, I don't know who these girls are. Well, kudos to you for making it this far into the episode after we fell off the rails there. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, Hope you, you deserve more. an award. Bus Stop Girl Awards for everyone who's listened to us for this long, who's been with us for this long. Um, you're the true Bus Stop Girls, and if you've heard any of our W episodes, you know what that means. <laughs> Thank you, as always, listen- for listening. We will see you next week, probably. Week? We will Ish. see you soon mm-hmm. with the next K-Drama episode that we cover. Mm-hmm. It's one of them. We don't have a backlog. We do it completely once a week and post. We're so on top of things. We're doing great. We're doing great. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>